August 5, 2020, it's a lot from Pedro Show.
Live from Pedro Show. Happy Wednesday, first Wednesday of August. And uh, I guess that means summer's half over. <laughs> Brother Matt, we're in Quentin Quarantino mode, so Brother Matt's still at Love Grotto, a couple miles south, Pleasure Point. But uh, I am not totally man alone mode because uh, due to those genius software people in Estonia with their Skype invention, I got Aaron, John, and Roke with me. You guys are in Fukuoka, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. Good guess, huh? No, Jan Bart. We got we to gotta thank Jan Bart uh, for the connect because he's a bitching dude. And, uh, yeah. and he said you guys are too. So any bitching dude of a bitching dude is a bitching dude for me. Yeah, okay. Uh, we, I should tell people we start off the show with uh, Goldsboro Express, jo- John Coltrane, the Bahia record. And uh, Born Shit Stirs after that with Junes on Poppers. Minuteman style or, or wire style, very, very short. Now, Poppers, I remember in, uh, you know, I'm part of the Hollywood scene. <laughs> That's funny to say, huh? from the late 70s. But Poppers was a kind of uh, uh, gay discos they used uh, It was uh, to fix a heart attack. Amyl nitrate? That's right, yeah. Okay, same <laughs> thing over. Because nowadays it's some kind of fucking... Jalapeno with fucking queso in it. Jalapeno <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we say Pedro, but I don't say jalapenos or tortillas or frijoles. I mean, that's stupid. <laughs> fucking stupid. We do call the, the beach cabrillo, though, but those are the only two f- words we fuck up. And even the Latin guys do it, too. I, I think it's a test to see if you've ever been here. So who, who wants to go first? Uh, you I go first, Yeah, I'll go first, yeah. Because what I want to do is, is go through... Uh, a musical journey, right? So, J- okay. John, you, you were telling me off air you're from uh, a little north of Newcastle. Yeah, that's right, yeah. There's a great uh, Humble Pie song called 30 Days in the Hole where they mention Newcastle. Uh, the beer, right? The brown stuff. Oh, what's, your, what, what, what's your earliest yeah. musical? But I, I know Newcastle for fucking the animals, right? But, but Yeah, but, the animals. Well, actually, my mother, actually, she went on a blind date with a... Uh, one of the members from the animals, he was a, what's he called, uh, Valentine, uh, see the guitar player? Well, the bass man ended up managing Jimmy. Right. Did you know yeah. that? And then after him, Slade. Anyway, what's your earliest musical recollection, John? Um, <clears throat> well, I grew up in uh, I had three older sisters and an older brother, and they all loved music in, in the house. Everyone loved music. And so from one room, I would hear Motown. One room I would hear uh, uh, Queen, stuff like that. Another room would be uh, like pop music, like Duran Duran and stuff, you know. And then uh, from my brother's room, it would be like The Cure and uh, The Smiths and stuff, you know. So I had a lot of uh, different genres growing up, you know. And uh, I think probably one of the earliest uh, musical memories would be maybe like Live Aid, you know. because it was on TV and it was it was like all day long, you know. Uh, I think we all sat around and watched that. I, I was probably only about five years old. Uh, and then I remember a little bit later on, probably I was around, maybe around ten years old. I am um, in the street. I found I found two records in the street, two seven inches. I don't know if somebody dropped them off. They threw them away, you know. And uh, one of them was Adam and the Ants, Ant Music, and the other 
the one was dire straits, uh, money for nothing. So I, I, I picked them up, I took them home, and I just wiped them down, and I, and I listened to them, you know? You know, and, uh, I was talking about Hollywood. You know, Darby went to England. Not, Darby Trash. Yeah, before, uh, yeah. you know, he, he went away, and he, he told us the next big punk band was going to be this band, Adam Ant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And> he he <laughs> wasn't was, thinking, but they were really good, you know? Well, he had a, he had gotten a little heavy, you know, but he had a mohawk, and he had Indian paint on, or Native American Right. Yeah. Because, uh, because yeah. uh, by the way, it's a secret, but this ain't India. <laughs> Columbus <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> well, I remember like I listened to both of those records, and I remember like Adam and the Ant, uh, Ant music, and the, the, the drums were so good, you know, like that pounding drums, you know. And uh, the the Dire Straits one was like kind of like big uh, guitar riffs, you know, and uh, so like. Uh, maybe like the combination of the two sort of like set me on the road for punk or something, you know, but uh, I definitely like the Adamant one more, you know. So in the pad you grew up in, yeah, you're listening to your other people's music, but were there any instruments? No, none. Uh, we didn't, nobody played music. Everybody's a listener, not a player. Just well, a listener. Well, I mean, I'm, well, I'm, John, I'm still just what a about listener. It, what about at school? Were you in the choir, or the marching band or shit like that? Nah, Nothing, man. Uh, well, we, d we used to do music as a, you know, we used to have a lesson, but uh, we never, nah, there was, I never joined any choirs or anything, no. Okay, okay, but it had it, you, just, <laughs> you didn't just join, you know, because over here they've cut music out of a lot of fucking schools, it's stupid. Well, I used to have a good relationship with uh, with my music teacher, like, because when I started listening to bands like uh, Nirvana and, uh, you know, stuff like in the, around 1993 or four, you know, we used to give each other tips, you know. You and your uh, teacher, your teacher. Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> but uh, some of the songs would have, you know, they'd be like swearing and stuff, like cuss words and that, so the teacher would be like, don't tell anyone I gave it to you, you know. Yeah, but that's still very cool, because usually uh, yeah, there's, cool, yeah. there's a huge gap between <laughs> the fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? I remember. Uh, I mean, like the, the teacher was wearing like Dr. Martens and stuff, you know, and it was like you could tell they were cool, you know. But okay, yeah. so so so, what was the first gig you went and saw, John? The first real gig, uh, not just like local bands. The first real gig. No, was, no, uh, first gig period. Sorry. First gig period. Well, I can't remember because uh, my mother used to work in a in a pub, and there was. Always like local bands play. Oh, yeah, but, uh, great, great. Yeah, so I mean, I guess those don't really count because I was just sort of like there with her waiting for her to finish work. But they used to do like a lot of like, it was like kind of like mod bands, you know, they used to do jam covers and stuff. You're more like cover bands, really, you know. Oh. But there, there was a local band called the White Negroes, who I, I used to go and see a lot. They were kind of like, like, you know, like. Stone Roses, that kind of thing, you know, uh, like a British kind of, not Britpop, like sort of before Britpop, you know what I mean, but yeah. So, uh, um, I don't know. guess who, uh, what my first gig was? Oh, fucking hell, man. <laughs> T-Rex. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. I was 14 cool. years old, me and D-Boom went and saw T-Rex at Long Beach Auditorium. Was that when he was Glam or before? Well, what, 
uh, maybe the glam stuff. I thought he, no. before he was a, uh, yeah, he was kind of hippie before that, right? But that was That's Tyrannosaurus right, yeah. Rex. This was just, t this it would be like two minutes of the song on the record, and then he'd get on his knees and do Jimmy for ten minutes with lead guitar. <laughs> yeah, it was really bizarre. But, you know, I really dug him. I had a, there was no merchandise yet, but I got a bootleg poster to be guys a couple blocks away for two bucks. First uh, <laughs> rock star poster on my bulkhead was Mark Bowen. Uh, so how did you get on the instrument that you're on? Um, must have been uh, the Sex Pistols, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, I, I remember like one day I was uh, I was sitting around with my friend and we had MTV on. You know when MTV used to play music, you know, and uh, the Sex Pistols came on and uh, my friend said, John, 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 you've got to watch this. It's the Sex Pistols. And I, I said, well, okay, is it good? Okay, put it on, watched it. It was uh, God Save the Queen. And, and then as soon as I finished, I, I said to him, you know, I was like 14. I said, do people actually like this, you know? And uh, I was kind of like, sort of, on, it, was a, it was an honest question. Like, do people actually fucking like this? But also I was kind of like, getting confirmation because you know i'm 14 you know is it okay to like this because i fucking love it you know so um yeah and then uh that was like i was just in love with that i, f I fell in love with the pistols and uh i bought a guitar and i couldn't play it and i still can't you know but you know that's the spirit of the did, you, uh, the time. did you did you take lessons or did you just try to learn no. off rec or le learn off records or shit like that no not at all never had a lesson in my life never Okay. Did you start writing songs right away, or did you, like I said, learn off records? Well, me and that, me and me mate who, who showed me, who got me into the Sex Pistols, we tried to do a band. Uh, well, it was just me and him messing about, but we didn't really write anything. I think we were just doing Pistols covers, but we never... So, so Steve we, Jones had a big influence on you. Well, you know what? The thing is, though, I think he's a great guitar player, you know? Yeah, he's then, actually a great cat too. I got to be on his radio show once for like over three hours. He just kept, you know, spieling. And also, he had me bring my bass, and we I, I did uh, oh, cool. some Stooges with him, some Creedence, and I think oh, a wow. free song. <laughs> Look, I want to play uh, <laughs> well, the Worm. You know, the Worm used to be here Sorry. in the hardcore scene. It was the name of a dance. Right. Does the worm mean the dance over there? Like you fall on the ground uh, and you... I never heard that. We, okay. We used to have the grapple and the, uh, the pogo and... Oh, of course the pogo. Know.
Well, I'd drink a mug of coffee, but it didn't do me much. Only amplified my worries, made me lose my steady touch. And the only thing that comes to mind when I try not to think is my knowing that I hurt you.
what you've just had on is a band called Born Why for Pedro Show, we heard the worm from the Born Shitsters. And that ain't the worm that I know. The worm was some kind of like punk dance where you laid on the deck and just wiggled around and shit. <laughs> Avoid people stomping your ass. And then uh, my after that, up from up the city, too much, too late. Uh, yeah, from, uh, well, they like to call it the former Yugoslavia. Lely with F-U-2. They, they sing in all the languages that was used over there. Uh, Cal Portoros, they're Slovene. C, vitamin C. Few, you know Fusan, right? From, uh, Osaka. She's uh, she's from uh, Aunt Sally. Aunt Sally was a Japanese punk band in the late seventies. Um, no. She's like uh, you know what do you call it like uh, old school huh for Japan punk, and she's yeah. just got some new stuff out too. Uh, hmm. Then uh, Tatsuisa Yamoto with a minus. Uh, the Wild Rats. That's I got. To do some stuff with uh, Ron Ashton Stooges for this movie uh, Velvet Goldmine. I'm not screwing around. That's Ronnie singing too. Guide by voices, haircuts, things. <laughs> Bob Pollard, you know, I think third album this year. This motherfucker. One of them's a double album. <laughs> Peter Caldwell, Damon Smith after that. Reflections on some April 28th, number six. This is uh, some dually with uh, stand-up basses. Petro Terriers. Ah, got to play with them in Newcastle. At uh, the Clooney, an old whiskey. Oh, the Clooney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good pad. On and on. Uh, Bombas Prendon, Hell's Low Ransom Rock. The, these are guys early 80s, uh, DC scene, making noise. I think 50 C, uh, cassettes. Dangerousminds.net. They always uh, turn you on to all these tiny little fucking bands. It wasn't just with the punk movement. There was shit like that even before. Mm. And then finally, Born Shit Stirs with John the Con. Not to be confused with Don the Con. So who's next? Rock? Um, I'll go. I'll go next. Okay. Yeah. Earliest musical memory, please. Earliest musical memories. Probably my uh, my brother playing guitar in the basement. Um, he uh, he lived with us for a little while, and he had been in a in a punk band himself. But uh, most of what he played was oh. Pink Floyd and um, I don't know Led Zeppelin covers and Doors Doors covers and stuff, and I was such a little kid I thought he wrote that stuff so I you know thought he was thought he was a genius but um, I would jive. just uh, I would just listen and uh, eventually I got to hear some of the stuff that he actually did write and I would just sit down there and listen to him playing guitar that was that's probably it. Did you? Uh do music at school like I asked John about uh, you know choir or marching band or shit like that oh well I I honestly uh, he was talking about uh, about pubs before and uh, my my parents were uh, were 
in the Irish American community in the DC area. And I ended up, uh, okay, Irish dancing and, uh, and doing the, doing the whole Irish dancing, Irish singing, folk singing kind of thing from a fairly young age. And I, I played a little fiddle, a little tin whistle. Eventually I got into singing, nothing serious. What was the first record you bought yourself? <laughs> Run DMC, Raising Hell. And what was the first gig you saw? First gig I saw was Faith No More in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Uh, did you do the thing like after school with the basement, garage, bedroom band? No, nothing like that. I I didn't actually... I didn't go to very many live shows until I moved here to Japan. I got into that stuff at a at a fairly fairly late age uh, after I after I came here. That, that's okay. Orson Welles <laughs> said, "No wine before it's time." There you go. And you know, Joe Biza in Sacred Trust started guitar at twenty eight. Started at twenty eight. Okay. And Vincent Vincent only painted the last ten years of his life. Well, that there you go. I yeah, didn't really. Not everybody's got to until... be a little kid prodigy. You know what I mean? It comes when it comes. I'm just curious yeah. because everybody's music journey is a little different. You know? Yeah. Uh, and so, what what drew you to? Yeah, I didn't ask John this, but what drew you to Japan? Oh, uh, there was this election in America in 2005 that was really kind of disillusioning and. Um, I had been to Japan once before, and I thought, you know, it seems like it might be a good place to, good place to live. So I ended up being able to make my way over here. So, my experience, it's Live House. So maybe you didn't see a lot of gigs in the U.S., but you went to Live House. Oh, my! <laughs> Once, once I came here is really when I when I started uh, just sort of I was I was such an introvert in in the U.S. But when I came here, I I answered a, a classified ad to be in a band, not this band, different band. I started going to started going to live shows, live houses, and uh, it's all it's all happened essentially within the last ten years or so for me. That's really interesting. Really, we'll get into how the band got together, but first we got to get to you, Aaron. Sorry for your last, but you know, no problem. Beauty before age, probably. Your oldest uh, uh, no, I'm, recollection. I'm not the oldest. You're not. Oh, okay. oh, my my oldest. Oh, my oldest recollection. Um, probably from my dad's shop. My uh, my dad's a tattoo artist, and uh, he was always playing oldies in a shop. Ah. So I was probably listening to R Little Richard and stuff which was probably bizarre for kids my age, but, and he was, we were in Austin, Texas, and he was also tattooing like local musicians around the area. So I, I would actually meet people like, like butthole surfers, not knowing who they were. Gibby Paul. And, uh, oh, I, I met Jeff Pincus from the butthole Jeff surfers Pincus. when I was a kid. Yeah. He's the yeah. bass player later on. Yeah. Yeah. So we, he was like a family friend. So I, I was around a lot of musicians, and but it was I didn't really listen to their music. It was mostly just stuff from my dad's shop. Yeah, but, uh, 
Well, was your pop just a listener, or did he play too? Just a listener. Okay. Yeah. I, so there's no uh, instruments in the pad where you grew up. Not until I was like twelve, maybe. There's electric piano sitting around, but nobody wow. played it. Did you? Uh, did you didn't do music in school? I did. I actually be. I started in middle school. I started playing saxophone. Ah, oh, bitchy. And yeah, but what? before that, I, I alto I tenor. Alto started an alto. Yeah. yeah, but then moved on to Barry and tenor, and I did them all soprano. I was really into it. I was really into jazz. John Coltrane. So. Yeah. He went from alto to tenor to soprano. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different different keys. It's it's, it's, it's kind of confusing, yeah. Yeah, but the fingering's the same, right? Yeah, yeah. I heard you can go from sax, I mean, uh, clarinet to sax, but to go from sax to clarinet is hard because they got the holes. Yeah, I was terrible at it. My teacher kept trying to make me do that, and I, I couldn't do it. It <laughs> felt like a leaky saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get it. Look, look, we uh, we're at the end of the first hour, so I got to continue my interrogation of you in the next hour, people. It's uh, August five, twenty twenty. Dishwap Pedro show special guest the shitsters, born shitsters. Hold tight for hour two. August five, twenty twenty. It's second hour of the lot from Pedro show.
example to set for our daughter. You're one to talk, you bloodless, money-grubbing freak. Master, you have such hostility in you! You mind? I'm trying to work out here. Unless you want to spot me. Lester, you will not get away with this. You can be sure of that. Live from Pedro Show, laughing about song titles here. We started the second hour off with Mark Safe Pricks from the Born Shitsters, then uh, James Rocket featuring Jennifer Coates with Opening Up, some live Husker Do, Let's Go Die, Dicks, speaking of Austin, No Fucking War, Phasma, uh, here's some stuff from Japan, Patterns, Saito Koji Sunset. You, Murakami, Poro Poro. And then from over here, Stay Angry, Wire Lines, and Born Shitsters, Fukuoka. The tide is high, and so am I. Okay, continue on there, Aaron. What did you do? You know, there's an electric keyboard. So that's the first thing you started, besides the sax. Now, did you do the sax yeah. outside of school? Did you do it in people's band? You well, know, there's a story. Just, well, I wanted to play jazz. You know, there's a story that, about little Richard. I had a uh, little Richard throwing a sax. You know, it was time for the solo, and he threw this guy yeah. off a stage, twenty foot stage, broke both his legs. Now on purpose. <laughs> Blow. <Man. laughs> so, so go ahead. Wild, I'm sorry. Man. Yeah, I, I I just sat down at the piano before I started school that year start saxophone and i just started teaching myself how to read music i i just i don't know what got into me i just really wanted to learn it yeah and uh but the funny thing is once when i learned how to read music i i kind of threw it away and just started playing by ear and i i felt like i was a better musician after that but uh yeah i really wanted to play jazz but yeah. to do that i had to join the classical groups and the marching bands and all that ah so, so. you did do that stuff okay yeah. So, so in the marching band, oh, you did sax, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard it's kind of easy because you got both hands and the big mouthpiece. The shit, a uh, French horn and trumpet, I heard was hard with the marching because little mouthpieces. Yeah. Uh, what about after school? Did you go to college for music? Yeah, I think that's how they let me in. <laughs> My grades weren't that great, so the school of music actually let me in, and. Um, I had a scholarship for it, but after my first semester, I was, I was pretty burnt out on it. I, I just, it, I, I, I didn't like the culture around it. And uh, I don't know. I, I just felt like to play music, I didn't need a piece of paper to prove that I could play music. And I, I, I don't know. I just, I was playing in the jazz band in that, in that school and it was really competitive and I just wanted to have fun. <laughs> so can I, I ask you that? Can I ask you this? Because of my experience having people on the show talk about, it seems like the, the, the plan is to produce more teachers. Yeah, that's what I felt like. And so and, a, a lot of uh, people kind of bum on that. <laughs> it's okay. I mean. No, maybe they don't want to do. be a teacher. They want to play music for people. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to play. I'm not against so I, teachers. I'm not against, I'm not against yeah. teachers. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to play, and it, it, it was super competitive, and I just wanted to have fun with people, play with people. And I, actually, the thing was... Oh, you're ta- I think I know what you're talking about, like cutting. Like they use John Coltrane's giant yeah. steps, who could play it the fastest, right? It's like yeah, sports. Yeah, yeah. It's bullshit. I would get kicked out. Yeah, yeah, I would get benched, or somebody would challenge me, and I just kind of lost interest in it. But the dorm I was staying in was a music hall dorm and you know every room there would be some guys jamming or playing some weird instruments and all day of the week and that was a lot more fun just hanging out at the dorm and jamming with people so so did you make a, did you make a band with then. those guys uh tried to but we're so busy with school and, and not, nothing ever got off the ground really until after college Okay, here I want to play. We'll, we'll, we'll pick up after that. L- look, ma'am, no bands. Before you get into that, just thank you very much for coming. Sure, thank you for having me. Okay, Pete Lochner and the original Wolverines. All right. Yeah, we'll do a little bit of Tea for Texas. This is a Jimmy Rogers song, a genuine Jimmy Rogers song. He was the blue yodeler, the yodeling brake man. He died of tuberculosis in 1938 and or something. Wrote a hell of a lot of good songs. In fact, he invented country music. Texas, T for Tennessee, T for Texas, T for Tennessee.
paralyzed with fear. Every day I wake up, I know they're getting near. Now rat spray, decon, raiders in the air. Insect repelling on my face. Oh, and in my head. In a steel trap cage Gotta dump the dead vermin I gotta unload Maybe in the dark Down at Hyde State Park Where I'll toss them at the losers Yeah Up at Canyon Road There ain't nothing That I'm gonna do To chase away these coronavirus Well, they're getting closer to me every day Sooner or later, they're gonna have it their way Razor-sharp teeth and beady eyes that stare I went to the Aztec Cafe last night Oh, but they've been there
Have a beer before I kick it all over. Look. We talked about this. Yes, we did. A relationship, any kind of relationship, is built on openness and honesty. What I need from you is to open your mouth and talk to me. Otherwise, there's no way for me to know what you want from me, and no way I can fulfill your needs. So those times you're feeling mad because I can't read your mind, then you should really consider that you share some responsibility too. I said. Why for Pedro show? Yeah, look, ma'am or mum, mum, mom. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> no bands. Okay. Born shit stirs. After that, T for Texas from Peter Lochner from the old Cleveland scene. Uh, some more. It was this compilation, Summertime something, that I got some of this stuff from. Uh, Sane uh, Masayuki with Cha- Chafe. <laughs> like, I don't know anybody here would call a tune Chafe. But <laughs> have you ever been fucking chafed, man? So I had to wear a hot water bottle on one, my, one of my balls blew up the size of grapefruit. I got fucking chafed. That's uh, nice. Like all resources with absent air. God damn, what a word! A little Greek, a little Latin. Cookie with water erosion. Torres with reminiscences. And then uh, back to. Some U.S. Uh, bloodstained, uh, drained cows from New Mexico. This is uh, Greg Turner, who wrote in Cree Magazine and started a band called uh, Angry Samoans. Hantavirus, Deer Mouse Blues. Now, Hantavirus might be related to this fucking COVID bullshit. Chico Raros from uh, Barcelona, the Wild Boys, with uh, Farido. And finally, Born Shit Stirs with Passive Aggressive. Two, I guess it's a second. Yep. Installment. Two. So, so. <laughs> okay, Aaron, what happened? Uh, how did you finally get in the bands and play some rock and roll? Well, I. So my uncle made a guitar for me when I was a teenager in high school, out of his coffee table from his house, and uh, I I had a guitar for a few years, and after meeting people in that dorm in college i then i kind of got together some people we, we we made a band in the college town for about a year recorded some stuff and uh, yeah then i actually came to japan for a year just to give it a try and then i came back to portland and i was in a couple bands in portland 
did the tour thing up and down the West Coast for a few years. You, you, you didn't want to do sax or, or, or keyboard? You wanted to no, I kind of was really into guitar by college. After after my first semester, I was How did you really learn? Serious. How did you learn, Aaron? Did you take lessons or you just figured it out? I, I just, well, I was borrowing my friend's guitars in school, in high school, before oh. I even had a guitar. And then I... Oh, okay. When I finally had a guitar, I, I was just obsessed with it and I would... I would just teach myself because I already knew how to read music and how to make chords. So I just kind of make stuff up too. Okay. And also like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I just got obsessed with it and it just became like a bigger passion. What about, compo what about composing? Quietly. What about uh, writing songs? Did you start that early? Yeah, but none of them were any good. <laughs> Well, you got to start I, I somewhere, try. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like Shakespeare, right? The first two poems, is that Donis and shit. Like, there's no fuck-ups. How do you do that? How's your first shit the best? That's why mm. that guy, that Shakespeare guy, didn't actually write it, in my opinion. But, uh, so you go to Japan a second time. What, do you start playing yeah. with pe people there? Not right away, because it, it's, it's difficult being a foreigner or a gaijin, as we say. Gaijin. <laughs> It's hard to find members that are willing to put up with your my, my lousy Japanese. My, my Japanese is, isn't great, so, so I you, you find you like, find other baka jeans, right? I play with other guy jeans, but also I, I had some I had some Japanese friends, and um, I, I gotta I tell you, I gotta tell you, Aaron, the same thing happens in Europe. A lot of the foreigners I know that live in you know because EU, you can live in each other's country, right? And they they yeah. gravitate. Other Auslanders and stuff. Yeah, the problem was when I my first band that I tried to put together here, it was all guy jeans, and it just doesn't work. It implodes because eventually somebody moves back home, or you know. So mm -hmm. this this group's different because we've all been here for a long time, and you know, me and John, we're all we're all married, so nobody's nobody's leaving anytime soon. Yeah. I, well, uh, when we talk again, I want to get into how this band actually came together. But basically, you went back and stayed? Yeah, I see, I met a girl in college, and uh, we dated for a while. Then we broke up for, for a few years, and then we got back together, and she convinced me to come over here with her. So That happens. Okay. Yeah, it does. <laughs> We're at the end of... Second hour, uh, August 5, 2020, Dish Watt Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. August 5, 2020, it's the third hour. The Watt for Pedro Show. Some of us still have blood pumping through our veins. So do I. Really? Well, I'm the only one who seems to be doing anything about it. Lester, I refuse to live like this. This is not a marriage. This hasn't been a marriage for years. But you were happy as long as I kept my mouth shut. Guess what? I've changed. 
And the new me is wax off when he feels horny, because you're obviously not going to help me out in that department. Oh, I see. You think you're the only one who's sexually frustrated. I'm not? Well, then come on, baby. I'm ready. Don't you mess with me, mister. I will divorce you so fast, it'll make your head spin. On what grounds? I'm not a drunk. I don't fuck other women. I, I don't mistreat you. I've never hit you. Try to touch you since you made it so abundantly clear just how unnecessary you consider me to be. But I did support you when you got your license. And some people might think that entitles me to half of what's yours. So, turn on the light, come back to bed, okay?
zkoumají smíšku. Místa byla nepoznatelná. Tolik zkází, tolik smrti. Někteří nás párovali, ale my bychom jenom poslouchali. Nevěřili bychom, neochysme věřte, že to bylo možné. Nechopli jsme se přivíc představit si to nejhorší a tak se to stalo.
2016 and championed by punk rock Blink 182 radio presenter Pete Tromans, the Yorkshire Ripper, born shitsterers by an abrasive of John Kenny Singh, who famed the punk rock band from Fukuoka, Japan. It's a Jap sign of mushroom released through Sunderland. Go on, Makamuva! Based DIY record label, Serial Ball Records. Made the money, kaching! And label mates with zero negative shite! On the card, bastard face, and many more. Perfect. Watch for Peter show. Start off the third hour with the uh, Born Shitsters, uh, Kurosaki, which is uh, John's in-laws hometown. Not the fucking anime manga Game Boy shit. So watch out when you make that Google search, people. <laughs> Crane after that was closer than we are. Patrick Butler, he had a band called Unstoppable. I think he's teaching at Cal State Long Beach. He's Vantage Point. Uh, David Gerard, uh, I think he did this in upstate New York, Elusive Dreaming. And Quack Like a Duck, Goat and Your Mom by the Born Shitsters. So now I got to know the story. How did the Born Shitsters get together there, Aaron? Rock, John. Um, it just, you know what? It was me and the old bass player, this guy, this guy from Scotland, and uh, we were just, you know, I had this little micro BR, um, like a little four track thing, you know, I had, and um, I just, we used to write these songs together, and uh, they have these, it's got this built and drums, you know, and. Uh, they're like 30 second long and um i think you're supposed to connect them all together to make a big like make a song out of these these drum loops you know but we would just like use them one only oh but they're we, little we, parts yeah i've seen that drum yeah, drops yeah, yeah. is the famous one yeah yeah and, and we would um we just put the tempo right up so like these parts would become like 18 seconds long you know so we just make it the songs would just be 18 seconds long because we didn't know how to how to change it you know and then uh, so that that's we just started writing songs and that's how it started and then eventually we took it into a studio and made it into a real band, you know. <laughs> then how'd so, you get yeah. these two? Sorry. How did you get Rock and Aaron? 
the, the, the well, original bass player leave? No, the bass. No, he stayed in for a while. We got. Well, we, we had to get Aaron because none of us could do anything. Right? He's the only person that can play guitar, really. You know. He's the only and, competent uh, one, really. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, I said to him, "Hey, you want to record us?" You know, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, sure, I'll record it." You know, we went to the studio and uh, it was just a rehearsal room, and he mic'd everything up and recorded it all himself. And uh, and then we were so drunk we couldn't even play the songs. You know, and he's like, "Oh fuck, I'll fucking play the guitar." You know. <laughs> No so it was really sketchy, you know. For me, I just scream. So, uh, you know, I, I was over at John's place one time, and and uh, we were just making up songs. And he said, "Hey, let's see what it sounds like if you scream." So, I did, and sounded like bloody murder. So he was like, "Okay, we can use that," and that's how I got into it. But Rock, this wasn't the ad that you answered, was it? No, that was that was in another band. Uh, that didn't really we we practiced a lot but we didn't really do much we played a few live shows but uh, that was how I met John as uh, he he came to this show I was the I was the token gaijin uh, lead singer of a uh, basically a minor threat black flag ripoff band uh, just not having any idea what I was doing but just having fun and they they didn't care uh, you know who the the singer was or what nationality, as long as they could, you know, yell in English. And uh, and I met John, and he knew pretty much everybody, and that's how I met everybody else in the Fukuoka music scene. What was the first shit stir gig with all three of you like? For <laughs> <laughs> a while, we didn't think we were going to do gigs for for a long while. We thought we were just going to do just going to do studio stuff and and DIY uh, CDs. What was our first gig? It was a, it was a graph. That's the one that we recorded and put on that CD. Graph. That's the yeah the live one. Um, they recorded it through the mixing board and eventually it came out on a on a compilation CD. Oh, and um, man, that's what was... falls out to put your first gig out. I think Jimmy did yeah, well, Jimmy did that with Band did. of Gypsies, and the Urinals did it with a dorm tape at UCLA. Oh, really? Yeah, I wouldn't shit you, John. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I want to play Smash Your Smartphone.
Zadržaj! Zadržaj! Zadržaj mi ti sada
nobody quite knows uh, which drink it is that takes him over the edge of being merely a social, hearty, laughing drinker into a morose and hungover, wretched creature who shakes and creaks and sweats and has nightmares and it's always November and it's raining and it's three o'clock in the morning and, and there's nowhere to go and you reach out for a cigarette and smoke and think of all the horrible things you've done in your life and all the shame you all the shames you've endured and suffered and the shame you gave other people and the, all the wrongs you've done other people. I don't know whether alcoholics can put it quite as eloquently as that usually. They can they just say I just stared out of the window for two years. <laughs> Richie, who has a disease, and uh, but it's it's an interesting disease he has. He has the disease of alcoholism, alcoholism. And uh, he came to me, you know, and he told me. And uh, I like to look. I'm a kind of guy who likes to look at the bright side of things, you know. So I, I told him. I said, Richie, it's true that you have a disease and everything, but. I think you got the best one. Wow, for Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Smash your smartphone. The born shit stirs. After that was the Moose Heart Faith Stellar Groove Band with Temple Departure. Uh, and after that, Funk and Lassis, number one. That's Shinog uh, Zuba, Black Tooth, uh, great bass man from uh, Serbia. He, he goes back to the Yugo days, like uh, 80s. Uh, Charlotte Akorvada and... Uh, Disciplina Kichma, he's an incredible cat, and he, but he played guitar on this. It was like a soundtrack to a movie, and like there's five big j funk jams. Funk, F-A-N-K, that's how Serbskis say funk, huh? So, yeah, Koya, you know, and he's, he's still getting better from that stroke and stuff. He's had his sister's beautiful guy, man. I got to spend some time with him. What a, what a... Mm. Yeah, he plays like Jimmy, like but bass through Wow Wow and shit. That's why his bands never have guitar. Maybe that's why he did guitar with this shit. And then finally, Alcohol Excuse. Born shit stirs. So what's the next plan? Is there gigs going on over there now? No. It's like here, right? No. I, yes, I did is. a gig. Well, oh, yeah, but not for us. Not for us. I did a gig two weeks ago, and it was, it was kind of nerve-wracking because, one, we were rusty. With my other band, um, I had another band called Godzilla Snacks, and uh, and um, I've played some of that on the show. I, I've played Godzilla Snacks on the show because of Jan Bart. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Thanks for that. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I played one show just to help a local venue owner 
as a friend of mine, get some money in there because, you know, business is hurting. But it, it's a little nerve-wracking because some of the people weren't wearing masks and, uh, you know, it was actually pretty crowded. But life's fairly normal compared to the states over here. I'm scared of that word normal. Well, I yeah, can understand well, healthy or people being decent to each other, but fucking normal. I mean, 1932... Uh, you know where that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, that word just makes me bristle up uh but but plans for the shit stirs we we got another album worth of music we just a little nervous getting together right now to record right. it yeah what about trading files you do that shit uh, that's the way i've been doing the last five months yeah that's oh, the yeah. phase we're in right now yeah but we like to do the drums and and one take a guitar live usually so yeah, I we, know. We but usually I mean, need three of us in a room. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, I, I always, right, uh, yeah. you, you know, you, I think it comes from us having remote controls for television. You just think just because you push the button, things should fucking happen. That I, it always <laughs> reminds me to think of this situation. You're out in the middle of the fucking ocean with a sailboat. Can you tell the wind which way to blow? Yeah. Well, you can true. try. <laughs> <laughs> So you know what I mean? Um, we got to deal with this fucking thing. I have some buddies out in the desert here, Raquel and uh, Jared, and a band called uh, Galaxy. They made eight albums in the last five months. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I think we're doing a lot of songwriting. Uh, there's this there's this next stage that we usually get into where we we get together we do a great deal of drinking and uh, and hash stuff out and make uh, you know next drafts of the songs and we're kind of stuck not being able to do that but you never know with zoom and skype what we might be able to pull off won't use zoom fuck those people <laughs> uh, uh, but no, no, I like to, to improvise, right, and deal with the sitch. I mean, you know what I mean. Desperate times yeah. call for desperate people. I don't know what the fuck. Sure. Uh, but just to lay down or sit on your hands, I think is a little too defeatist. And I, I didn't mean to put you on the pre uh, hot seat or anything. You know, no, on the no. Watt for Pedro we're show, there's no on the Watt for Pedro show, there's no hard questions and there's no wrong answers. <laughs> that's good because we're all kind of sleepy here it's okay. the middle of the night yeah i know you guys what 16 seven, 16 or 17 hours ahead of san pedro we're pretty far ahead yeah but this is this i is can't remember because you guys don't do the daylight savings time right? <laughs> no <laughs> so it might be 16 hours right now uh so so any advice to uh, uh people just starting bands um, don't, don't be our race <laughs> if we can do it, anybody can. Aaron, good, yeah. <laughs> Aaron, I think do it, do it for, do it for the love of it. You know, don't be motivated by anything else. You know, if you want to do it, do it. I, I really thank you guys uh, for being on. Big honor to have you on. People, it's been August 5, twenty twenty edition of Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>